welcome to... Nope, that's not how this works. Eh, it fits in this episode anyway. I'm Emma. I'm Shannon. And this is This Podcast Doesn't Exist, except it is our mailbag episode. The very first. Mail time. <laughs> I love that that was like Blue's Clues, but not Blue's Clues. I couldn't remember, but you I was You were very trying. close. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, yeah, we've, we're very fortunate to have some lovely fans that have written into the podcast to share their feedback, their thoughts, stories of their own. Yes. And we're excited to share them with you. So we're just going to dive right in. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to read the first one. This is from Jessie. She goes by she, her. Thank you for your pronouns. She says, hello. Hope y'all are going well. Just wanted to let you know that I've been fini- that I've just finished the most recent episode after kind of unintentionally binging in the last few days. Honestly, that happens to me constantly. That I'll just With turn some- yeah, that I'll just turn something on and unintentionally binge an entire season of of a podcast. Very fair. So she says she really enjoys it and that we've been so much fun, which makes me really happy. I would absolutely love to hear y'all talk about Bigfoot on a future episode just to have a fun suggestion, which Bigfoot is one of my very favorite. I want y'all to know I am wanting to make sure I do my research well. (laughs) (laughs) So don't worry, Jesse, it's coming. But thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. That was our first ever listener email we ever received. Baby's first email. Baby's first email. Alrighty. So next up, we have a... A number of ghost encounters. <laughs> Shout from out from friend of the pod. Yes. Ruth. Shout out to Ruth. Cause seriously, man, these uh and also I think you all will agree by the time we reach the end. Uh, but Ruth is quite a good writer. Very. Um I remember this email came in and it I was in my bed because it was probably like one in the morning, and I was sitting there clutching my phone, gasping at certain <laughs> points. So, buckle in. Check ting So, encounter one. This one happened while I was in high school. I think it happened my senior year, so circa 2013. Now, I was staying the night at my friend Michaela's house. We were going to Warp Tour the next morning. R.I.P. Warped. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily into the bands there, but I did want to spend the day with my friend. There was another girl who went to high school with us named Kayla. Kayla was more Michaela's friend than my friend, but I digress. We were staying in Michaela's dad slash uncle's house. Her parents are divorced. This was in Fredericksburg, Virginia, a big hotspot for the Civil War. Supposedly, Michaela's dad's house was built either near or on a slave graveyard, and that night, Michaela was telling us about how she definitely thinks the house is haunted. Of course, I was spooked out, but nothing happened that night. The next morning, we were getting ready to leave. I was picturing everybody just lathering on the black eyeliner and not enough (laughs) sunscreen. Because it's 2013. Because it's war tour. Anyway, Michaela and Kayla were in Michaela's room while I was across the hall in the bathroom brushing my teeth. The door was open to both rooms. While I was in the bathroom, I distinctly heard a voice whisper shout, think stage whisper, Michaela. It was sort of short and snappy, like someone trying to get your attention when you're zoning out or concentrating on something else. When I first heard this whisper, I did think it said Kayla. 
But somehow my brain figured out it was Michaela, and the first syllable was just kind of hard to hear. Don't ask how I figured that out later. Something about slow auditory processing. Any days. Of course, at first I thought it was Kayla on the hall trying to call out to Michaela. But then I stepped into Michaela's room, and the two of them were both on the far side of the room, already together. I asked if one of them whispered out in the hall, but as I asked the question, this sort of knowledge came over me that I didn't really hear what I thought I'd heard. It's kind of like when you're having a dream and you're so sure it's real while it's happening. But as you wake up, the knowledge washes over you that it was all in your head. This is how it felt, but I was awake the entire time. As you might have guessed, both of them told me neither had been out in the hall. I recalled Michaela telling me the night before about the ghosts and haven't forgotten since. Oof. All right. So Ruth sent in multiple stories <laughs> and all in one email. Yes. So I'm going to read the next one. This is, she's labeled it Encounter 2. This next one happened where else but Sweetbriar College, Shannon's alma mater. And Emma's half alma mater. Yep, yep. Also featured on a sci-fi network show called School Spirits. Yes. Which I watched literally the week before I left for orientation, which was a bad decision. Why would you do that? Was it about Reed? It was about the whole campus. Oh, okay. I there's never, definitely some ghosts in Reed. I never had any ghost encounters, but oh. this isn't about me. This is about yes, Ruth. Sorry, Ruth. The next one happened where else but Sweetbriar College. This was, I believe, the first semester of junior year. So late 2015. Strangely, this happened in the Green Village apartment I was living in that year. So not really an old or haunted part of the campus. Now, I will admit this happened right after I got back from smoking with my stoner roommate at the time, but this was just weed. It's not a hallucinogen or anything, which no, it's not. I've never experienced hallucinations while high before and after this encounter, or after this encounter, so I know it wasn't a matter of me being under the influence. The apartment I was in was two stories, and the staircase was the kind that has a turn halfway up. Not quite a spiral staircase, but the twist prevents you from being able to see the top from the bottom. I had just taken care of some stuff downstairs, and I began climbing upstairs. Because of the way the staircase twisted, I couldn't see her, but I heard my roommate call out for me, Ruth! It was a sort of sing-song voice, thank the Alvidasein part of the German ride in Busch Gardens. It clearly sounded joking and playful. And the only reason I know that is because my family is from Williamsburg, Virginia, where Busch Gardens is, and the German ride in Busch Gardens, which is the Verbolton. <laughs> Am I saying any of that right? It sounds real. Verbolton? Verbolton? That sounds real. Ver-Bolton? I just don't know what it means. I don't know either. But It sounds like forbidden, but I think I'm making that up. It, no, you might be right, because it's about the Black Forest. Oh, maybe. Anyway, that's why I made Emma read this yeah. encounter, because so I don't we, remember that part. I used to go on this ride all the time when I worked at Bush Gardens, and it's constantly playing this sound that's telling you everything about the ride, and at the end, the ride, the person who's reading it out just goes, Auf Wiedersehen! I'll sing songy, so I'm really glad I got to say that. Thank you. You're welcome. Back to Ruth. Clearly sounded joking and playful. I shouted, Coming! back as I continued climbing the steps, but the further up the stairs I got, the more that same feeling came over me of being sure that what I just heard wasn't real. 
And sure enough, once I got to the top of the stairs, my roommate wasn't standing there expectantly as I'd imagined. She was off doing her own thing, and when I asked if she'd just call me, she laughed and said no. Ugh. Roof. Roof. All right. Encounter three. And yet another ghost encounter at Sweetbriar <laughs> College. This one is very similar to the last. However, this one happened at the library, which is definitely a more haunted part of campus. Specifically, it happened in that room directly to the right once you walk in. <laughs> I honestly cannot remember the names of the rooms in the library. It's either the reading room or the browsing room. If you're sitting at the front desk, you're looking directly into that room. I believe that is the reading it's room. It's the reading room. Because the it's browsing the room. Ceiling. Yeah, the browsing room is the one in the back corner with the portrait that always yeah. watches you. Yeah. Any days. I was in the library because I was meeting someone there. I do not remember <laughs> at all who I was meeting there or why. But I had definitely gotten there before them, so I was just kind of walking around waiting for them to show up. Maybe actually I wasn't sure where in the library I was supposed to be meeting them, hence me walking around. But I digress. I was walking through the earlier described room when I heard someone whisper shout my name. Ruth! Obviously, I thought this was the person I was looking for spotting me before I spotted them. They were trying to get my attention. So I responded in turn. I don't really remember what I said. Something to the effect of, yeah, or maybe coming. Either way, I began walking towards where I thought... I heard the whisper, expecting to see whoever was calling me at any moment. But as seconds passed and my wandering became more aimless, that same feeling came over me that I heard that what I heard wasn't real. I think at this point, this feeling had started growing familiar to me. So I sort of came to the conclusion rather quickly that what I had heard was definitely a ghost. <laughs> this seems to be a theme with Ruth of like, she hears ghosts. She don't. She doesn't necessarily see them just yet. Like she hears them. Yeah, I don't know. So. Auditory ghost experience. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. All right, encounter four. This one happened in late November 2017, so just a few months after graduating college. My friend Haley, who was at that point a sophomore at Sweetbriar, came to visit for Thanksgiving break. I need it to be known, at this point in my life, I had been living in the same house for 17 years. However, we were in the middle of moving. My dad had gotten a new job in Pennsylvania. We were living in Spotsylvania, Virginia. His job started in October. We still hadn't sold the house. So my dad left the family to go work in Pennsylvania while the rest of the family stayed in Virginia, constantly making sure our halfway empty packed up house was always spotless for anyone who wanted to come for a showing. The combination of my parents living in two different states, the strain of showing the house while also searching for another house to buy, the stress of just leaving the place we've called home for nearly two decades created a lot of tense and strange energies in the house. We ended up moving a week before Christmas, so this was honestly just a few weeks before we actually moved. While Haley was staying with us for this one week of Thanksgiving break, we were marathoning all Marvel Cinematic Universe movies because Haley hadn't seen them at this point. Blasphemy. Apparently to Ruth, this is blasphemy. No, to any <laughs> red-blooded American. <laughs> Our method of marathoning was to watch two movies a night. 
one starting right after everyone else went to bed, so like 10 to 11 p.m., then taking a coffee break around 12, 1 a.m. to re-energize for the second movie. The chaotic energy in this email is off the charts. I mean, the chaotic energy. But also... The the chaotic, beautiful energy of Ruth Yeah, I was going to say 100% Ruth energy. Yes. (laughs) On this particular night, we had just finished our first movie, Doctor Strange. The worst Marvel movie, in my opinion. I mean, technically, if you count The Incredible Hulk as an MCU movie... I don't. Yeah, I don't think they do either. I think they start the MCU with Iron Man. They do. Yeah. Anyway. I remember this detail very distinctly. Iron Man 3 is also kind of not my fave. It's iffy. Or Thor 2. Wow. The Dark World. Anyway, sorry. Ruth will appreciate this. (laughs) I remember this detail very distinctly. Haley was still sitting in the living room while I stood and headed into the kitchen. On the way to the kitchen, I had to pass the hallway, which leads to the front door. Mm -mm. All the lights were off at this point. The only light I saw was coming from the TV. As I passed the hallway to the front door, I saw from the corner of my eye the shadow of a man standing right in the entrance to the hallway. Like I saw him so distinctly, I turned, fully expecting to be looking directly at him. Ugh, guys, I need you to know that I haven't read this one yet. So this is like, ooh. (laughs) The fact that we had just watched Doctor Strange beforehand sticks with me because on the shadow of the man, my eye caught on the silver buttons on his jacket, question mark, that reminded me of the buttons on Doctor Strange's cape. That part is a little irrelevant, though. When I turned to look at him, I I watched the shadow just dissolved. The silver buttons went out of focus like tiny lights, and all this happened, and as all this happened, that same feeling came over me. I knew that what I had just seen wasn't really there. Of course, this entire thing occurred within the span of about a second. Since I legitimately thought there was a whole figure of a man standing right there, naturally, I freaked out. I cried out and completely recoiled from the hallway, even as I watched the shadow dissolve. Obviously, this freaked Haley out, who came running over to see what the problem was. I don't remember who turned on the kitchen light, but it got turned on, and I spent about a minute just freaking out and pointing to the hallway, only getting some broken sentences out to explain what I had just seen. When I had calmed down, the two of us went over to inspect the area. We found nothing out of the ordinary. We even felt about to see if there were any cold spots. Nothing. Haley has a friend named Brooke who said that shadow men are often seen in places where there's a lot of bad vibes and stress going around. And there was definitely plenty of that in the household at this time. So it probably wasn't necessarily the ghost of someone specifically. Perhaps just some spirit or such. We eventually calmed down and got coffee. Girl! (laughs) (laughs) You got coffee? I I feel like Ruth is one of those people that caffeine doesn't exist. Like, it doesn't doesn't affect affect them. So she could just have coffee at 2 in the morning and be Uh, fine. Can't. We eventually calmed down and got coffee and watched our next movie, but honest to God, that was the most terrifying ghost encounter I've ever had. Girl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'll just say, uh, buckle in for this next one, because I've read through these before. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just here for the ride, and I'm... Fully, thoroughly enjoying it. Are you it. tall enough to ride this ride at Bush Gardens? I think so. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Encounter five. 
Ruth, I'm a little mad that we didn't make it to seven, but whatever. Encounter five. This one happened quite recently. It was during quarantine. Oh, gosh. So late spring of 2020. If I could be bothered, I could figure out the exact date since I texted some people about it, <laughs> but I cannot be bothered. <laughs> the house we live in now was previously owned by an old couple, Dale and, wait for it, Ruth. Ooh. Dale died some years ago. Ruth died more recently. Their children were the ones who sold us this house, and they assured us that their parents did not die in the house, but rather at the hospital. That means nothing. Their kids, in fact, still live in the houses across slash down the street from us. They were a close family. They just couldn't keep the house once their parents died. I should clarify that the kids are probably older than my parents. You'd think this was a ghost story about encountering either Dale or Ruth, but nope, not that. Ruth, how could you bait and switch me? Oh my gosh. Ruth is a good author. Oh you say, Stop reading ahead. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I just, I, I'm following along as you read. Okay. Oftentimes, when I am in the basement, I sometimes think I see a shadow moving out of the corner of my eye. The basement is somewhat finished, but there's a TV down there and our Xbox, so I spend a lot of time at night there, in the dark, watching TV or playing video games. Chaotic energy, my Ruth. <laughs> oh. One of the number one things I think I spot out of the corner of my eye down there is my cat, Alice, who is a cream color. How sweet. I loved the name Alice for Alice. a cat. But when I turn to look, no cat. So am I seeing a shadowy white cat out of the corner of my eye? Once again, I digress. Ironically, Haley was staying with us again. Maybe Haley has some kind of like conduit We'll get there. Okay, sorry. I'm fully invested. Haley got kind of stuck at our house for about four months during quarantine. Whoopsie. Gosh. And as is now a custom of ours, we were spending late nights staying up and watching shows slash movies that I have seen that Haley hasn't. These are shows that I definitely think Haley should see and would enjoy. I'm always right about this. <laughs> Sometimes, to prep staying up late and watching, we'd take a nap at, like, 11 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Haley was in the middle of one such nap when this occurred. Can I just say, to be in that, like, sort of college mode of, like... <laughs> Life? Uh, sleep pattern? Okay, yeah. pattern? Yesterday, I got off work early, and I came home, and I did watch a Marvel movie, and it soothed my soul in a way. That I'm really happy for I, you. Thank you. You needed that. I did. Captain America Winter Soldier is beautiful. <laughs> All right. Uh, Haley was in the middle of one such nap when this occurred. I got up and went to the bathroom. The, bath the toilet in this bathroom directly faces the bathtub slash shower. Usually, the shower curtain is closed over the bathtub. I was just sitting on the toilet, zoning, as one does, when from inside the bathtub, y'all, Emma just freaked out. It's oh my gosh. From inside the bathtub, I saw something pawing at the bottom of the shower curtain. Oh, my brain thought automatically. It must be Winnie, our other rather dumb cat. My parents have a cat named Winnie. <laughs> yes. She must have gotten into the bathtub before I came in here, and now she's too dumb to figure out how to get out past the shower curtain. I finish and get up from the toilet and grab the shower curtain to pull it back. 
But as I'm grabbing the curtain and as I'm pulling it back, you know what feeling came over me? You know the one. I just know in the moment that I am going to pull back that curtain and find nothing there. And you know what was there when I pulled back the curtain? Absolutely nothing. This shook me to my core because I know I saw something pawing at the shower curtain. This wasn't some indistinct rustling caused by a draft. No, it was something solid and physical pushing on the curtain from the other side. Oh my gosh. So I got the f out of there. I went directly into the kitchen where I washed my hands in the kitchen sink. Cleanliness is next to godliness. The bustle woke Haley from their slumber. Now the couch on which Haley slept, the back of it is directly facing the kitchen sink. Haley looked over the back of the couch at me with that pale, post-sleepy, post-nap face. I turned around and let me tell you, I was not prepared to see a human <laughs> face looking directly at me then. I let out this- Poor Haley. This garbled scream. I must tell you that a scream born from terror does not so much as come from you, but is it is more ripped directly out of you from deep in your chest. Oh my gosh. It is uncontrollable. But this one in particular was garbled because I realized as soon as I started screaming what I was looking at and managed to, to catch myself. Obviously, this once more spooked the heck out of Haley. I'm sure. And I had to once more explain my ghostly encounter. I was too afraid to go back in the bathroom the rest of the night. Even now, I am afraid to look at the shower curtain in there in case it moves again. Oh, oh, oh. Mm -mm. The fact of the matter is, I am almost certain there is some sort of ghost cat in this house. <laughs> no cat of ours has ever died here, so it must have belonged to the previous owners. Not that I know if they actually had a cat or not. If not, then I do not know what resides in this house. Oh my gosh. All right, so in conclusion, which is a Ruth title to this last little paragraph. <laughs> yes. I do, in fact, have more ghostly happenings to share with y'all. I once lived in a definitely haunted house. Oh my gosh. But we moved away from there when I was five, so most of the stuff in history I've learned from my parents. And my parents are currently in bed, so I asked them for details at a later point in time. Which, Ruth, send us, please, a follow-up. It'll just be the Ruth episode part two. Seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. However, this is not merely the Ruth episode. No, no. But also, we have several emails from the aforementioned Haley of the post-nap face. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't imagine waking up and being like what what's what? up why are you screaming at me oh my gosh it's spectacular mm. all right so we have an email from Haley, uh, the first of several emails hello just finished listening to your episode about betty and barney hill the supposed alien abduction yes. just to remind you first recorded i'm sure you're all super fans like ruth and Haley. oh absolutely so you know yeah at the end of your episode, you mentioned how no one emails you <laughs> to share stories about aliens. Thank you for your initiative. Look, it worked. It did. Us being sad and, and, and wishing for emails, it worked. It worked. So that is why I'm here at 1240 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Anyway, my sighting. 
This happened uh, sometime in the mid to late 2000s. My twin brother and I had accompanied my mom grocery shopping and we were on our way home. As we were driving, the three of us saw this low hovering classic UFO shape in the distance. From where we were, we could see the entire height of the craft as well as notice that it was gliding towards us. The UFO was silver, but it had red and blue lights all around it. There was def... (laughs) There was def like this light sign that circled around and around like the base of the dome of the UFO. I could tell that it had words spelled out, but it was definitely not English. Eventually, the craft passed over the car, and I remember being surrounded by this white light. Oh my gosh. My mom stopped driving because we couldn't see anything. Then it passed over, and we were all, did that really happen? I just messaged my brother, too, so attached is what he remembers seeing. Not quite sure what viewpoint his drawing is from. And then they have, out of dashes and parentheses, the, like, shrugging emoji guy. Which um, just... Which I love. Well done. And then, uh, with Haley slash Haley's twin brother's permission, we will include this text in the Instagram photos for this episode. It's very sweet. I just love that. Thank you for in roping in other humans into this podcast Seriously. experience. So we appreciate that. Yes, thank you. And then we have another yes. Haley email. Haley also emailed us again. Hi, I'm sorry to be spamming you, but I just remembered something else at 1.10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time instead of sleeping that happened to me in my youth. I'm 100% sure I found an alien one day during recess. So one day my friend and I were digging in the dirt as kids do. We dug up this thing that had a banana slug-like coloring and texture. It was just bigger than a quarter and was shaped like a five-point star with rounded ends. It kind of squirmed and flopped around in my hand. Then something happened that shook me to my MFing core. A mouth opened up in the middle of the star and it started screaming. Oh my Like the panicked scream of a lost child calling for its mom. And as I mentioned, that freaked me out. So I straight up yeeted into the grass field and ran away to wash my hands. Did I do the right thing? (laughs) You didn't realize people were coming to us with moral dilemmas. I know, it's just so... I'm picturing something out of, like, Jimmy Neutron. Seriously, yeah. Ugh. It was so good. <laughs> and then what's next in the document, what's, Emma? What's next is my very favorite thing, which Haley took the blessed initiative to make us after listening to our Dybbuk Box episode. And we now have a merch image. Design. Design, thank you. And it is a haunt people while you're alive design with a little ghost on it. And I love it so much. I screamed to Sam because I could not contain myself. Did you cry? 
I did a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I did. I was just so excited. Thank you so much, Haley. First of all, beautiful work. Like, yes. so well done. But second of all, it just makes my little, my little ghosty loving heart so happy. I do love that it's not a scary ghost. No, he's sweet. Like, that ghost is not hiding in Ruth's bathtub no, shower no. curtain. No, not touching or pawing at things. Like, it's just, it's so sweet. We will post that as well. Yes. Um, Haley, if you'd like us to add any kind of, like, uh, artist tag, yeah, let us know. Please. So, Alrighty. So good. So, we have another email <laughs> so from Haley. <laughs> this is the Ruth and Haley episode. Yeah, welcome to the Ruth and Haley show. The rest of us are just living here. Honestly. If you would like to break it up, if you want to have your moan in the sun, send us an email. As you can see, some of them are related to episodes we've done. Some of them are just experiences or show suggestions. So yes. We did get your show suggestion, Haley, and we've noted it. Yes. We're not going to talk about it on the podcast, no. but we've noted it. All right. Here we go. First, we start with some flattery, which we love. <laughs> I think this app is my favorite one so far. I love the Denver airport conspiracy theories so much. I've only been to DIA once, and I was so excited. It was just for a layover. I didn't have enough time to see the creepy murals because they were on the other side of the airport and I would have had to take the airport train to get there. I did get to see that weird little like cement block bunker model thing in the middle of the airport that Shannon talked about. My friend Olympia, a fellow Sweetbriar College 2020 grad, my friend Olympia's dad actually worked on the construction of the airport. Whoa. He's also big on conspiracy theories. So, like, I'm sure I can get him in touch with you if you'd like. Haley, please do. I, I just want to know. I want to know how many people on the crew actually believe, how many of them get questioned by people like us that are just way too invested in this yes. airport. Yes. Um, uh, I would love great. that. I would love this so much. Yes. <laughs> just some dad being like, yeah, sure, what do you What? What do you, what do you What's a podcast? <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, and then this next... Roundup is also from Haley because I let Haley and Ruth know we were doing a mailbag episode and Haley came through with some more experiences. <laughs> they really did. There's so many. They were like, boom. All right. So this is from Haley. Dreams turned into reality. I would like to preface this by saying that this dream happened way before I know I knew about Doctor Who or had even watched the show. When I was in elementary school, I had this dream that this adult man showed up and asked if I wanted to go on an adventure back in time. A stranger danger, my friend. In your dream, though. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. He opened this door, and when we came out on the other side, we were in this grassy area. We hid out behind this small hill and watched as these Civil War soldiers were doing drills in this open field. Years later, I went on a field trip to this, like, botanical garden. I didn't know what it was. I had never been there before and I've never returned since. Anyways, it was the same area that the man in my dream took me, and my class ate lunch where the man and I hid out. I remember telling my friends that I had been there in a dream before, and they were all, sure, Jan, about it. <laughs> it's a great Brady Bunch. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, as I got older, the man in my dream mentally got replaced by David Tennant as the 10th Doctor. Valid, if to totally be fair. fair. Best one. <laughs> The summer before my twin brother and I started middle school, we moved from the Bay Area to Southern California. That's a six and a half hour drive, which it just boggles my mind about how big how California big California is. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you you lived a bunch of time in Rhode Island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's maybe forty minutes to the border, and if you're in like the middle from any direction, that's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, we hadn't switched my orthodontist to a local one yet, so my mom and I dropped drove cross state for my appointment one day. Good lord. On the way, on the ride back, I had a dream that my brother told me he had accidentally broken his leg off in one, uh, or broken, not his leg, oh my gosh. <laughs> on the ride back, I had a dream that my brother told me he had accidentally broken the leg off of one of his Muppet figurines, which, shout out to your brother for having a Muppet figurine. Shout out to the late 90s, early 2000s. Yes. I assume. When we came home, I told him about my dream, and he was like, uh, now that you mention it, while you were away, I did break the leg off my Muppet figurine. Call it clairvoyance or twin tuition. I don't know. Still wild. I vote for twin tuition, because twin stories of, like, you knowing how, like, the other person's feeling, Mm. there's gotta be some kind of, the fact that you share very close DNA, although I'm sure that because you're fraternal twins, not identical twins, it's a little different, but still. I don't know. Do you have twin stories? Do you have dream stories? Seriously. Please tell us. Emma has a weird thing about dreams. Can you tell me about... Well, I know about it. Can you tell the listeners about your weird breakfast dream situation? Breakfast dream? Oh. Yeah. I understand. So when my mom was a kid, my grandmother's rule was that you cannot tell anyone what your dream was about, good, bad, whatever, until you have eaten because if you don't you will make it come true in all the worst ways so like even if it's something good it's like the dream itself will come true so all of the components that you don't even remember Mm -hmm. will end up coming true so I learned this as a kid because that was what my mom would tell me come to find out that the reason that my grandmother told my mom and her her siblings this was so that my grandmother could have her coffee in peace. Lies <laughs> my parents told me. Yes, I should have added it. But it genuinely, like, Noni came out and was like, oh yeah, so it wasn't really... So Noni doesn't believe that. If she does, it's now just a superstition that she's imbued in herself. But, like, I still... It's not, it's like my shoe thing. Like, I fully understand that it's not real, but I still don't do it. It also sounds like the premise of a great, like, Disney Channel original movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, like, our young teenage heroine is like, Grandma, that's so stupid. And then, like, tells a supposedly good dream, but then it's, It turns out to be crazy and bad repercussions. Disney, call us. Yeah. I thought you were asking me to tell the, uh, the dream like the pre- the premonition dreams that i've had or like the well also that yeah have you done that before yeah they've been very minor but there have been a few dreams that i've had that are dreams that are not mine I, you know what i'm gonna save this we're gonna talk about this later okay because the, it's it's a very weird and interesting thing of like i feel very separated from the dream like i have no like i'm not there i am just embodying it or like viewing it almost like watching it like a movie and they're the ones that I remember like scene for scene and I've only had like four in my entire life bruh yeah I should talk to Strunk and her brother about this yes very true yeah anywho anyway sorry back to the Haley mail (laughs) Haley mail (laughs) glitches in the matrix 
I I haven't seen The Matrix, but I I think oh, it's I have so good. Man. I think I have a general under. I think I'd really like it. You would. I watched Inception literally a decade after it came out for the first time, and I it blew my mind. I was mad that I couldn't like discuss it on forums with people because everyone had already gone through that ten honestly, years earlier. Honestly, you would really like it. All right. So my family would do relay for life events in my grandma's name. She passed away in two thousand eight from breast cancer. My favorite one was this overnight one in 2013. On the last day, all the little booths were selling things at a discounted price. One was a 7-Eleven booth, and I needed me some sweet, sweet candy. (laughs) My mom gave me a dollar, and I went on my way with it in hand. Now, I remember the entire blue sky turned, like, gray and cloudy. It felt like time had frozen, and everything in view tilted to a 45-degree angle to the right. Oh, my gosh. Then everything straightened up and the sky went back to normal. I remember feeling incredibly disoriented. The dollar was also no longer in my hand or on the ground around me. I went back to my mom for another dollar and kind of carried on like it didn't happen. Good lord. Yeah. Oh, I scrolled too far. La 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 la. Alright, and then here's another glitch in the Matrix story. This is the most recent one that had me honest to God afraid. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're gonna freak out. I, did, I haven't I haven't read any of any Yeah, of you're these gonna ones. freak out. I'm oh telling it right now. Okay. In August, my mom and I spent a day out together running errands. So after we came home, my mom popped into the house for a bit before going out back to work in the garage. Later, I went into her room without knocking because I thought she was outside. But I saw her on her bed and I apologized for barging in. I also said I was just getting a Q tip. My mom was lying on her bed with her hands in her lap, and she was just staring out into the room. I only saw her briefly before I grabbed the Q-tip from her bathroom and left. I thought that I must have just missed her coming back into the house. The whole time, though, the dogs had been barking nonstop at someone outside, so I went outside to check and saw that my mom was working in the garage and rearranging stuff. I told her that I didn't know she came back outside after I just saw her. She then told me that she had been outside for a couple of hours and that she had only come in for a brief moment when we got home, but hadn't been in her room since we got back. And after the fact, I don't think I saw my mom sitting on her bed when I left the room. I told you you were okay, going to freak out. Okay, spirits or or ghosts or demons or whatever that take on the image of someone you know uh-huh. and like doppelganger kind of stuff. Uh, uh-uh. No thank you. Because that's just like a paranormal deep fake. No thanks. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, all right, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Things I believed as a child. This is still Haley, you guys. <laughs> now, my mom has your doppelganger mom or your real mom. <laughs> Gosh. Real messed me up. Now, my mom has a huge worry that one day I'll be kidnapped. Honestly, same. Um, so, growing up, I was always anxious that I was going to be kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> So I created this legend that I 100% believed to help me sleep at night. I believed that if an intruder ever came into my room to try to get me, my stuffed animals would come alive to protect me. So my teddy bear would turn into a real bear. My baby doll would turn into a real baby. 
<laughs> start crying like an alarm. Because of this, I was very particular about what stuffed animals I would have on my bed. They had to be the ones that I would know could fight and protect me. Even today, as an adult, I favor more predator-type animals than prey animals as stuffed toys on my bed. That's so precious and also, like, perfect kid logic. Oh, yeah. And I I remember when I was a kid, I would have nightmares that this, like, big monster would come and, like, try to attack my dad. He was in the army. He would get deployed. I'm sure there was some, like, concerns there. And I remember my little childhood therapist (laughs) was like, imagine that you have a baseball bat. And, like, before you fall asleep, imagine that you have a baseball bat, like, under your bed. And then, in your dream, you can, like, use it to, like, fight off the monster. So, I feel That's like sweet. that that theory is would be child therapist approved, Haley. All right. Another things Haley believed as a child. Like Emma, I, too, believed in Santa yep, well yep. into early high school. Yep, yep. My twin brother and I were the youngest of four, so I think it really went on for so long because my older siblings and mom kind of didn't want to accept that there were no more little kids in the house. What really tipped me off on Santa not being real was that one year I got a foot bath and foot wash from Santa while my siblings got lots of cool gifts. The reason behind the foot bath was because I enjoyed being barefoot all the time and so (laughs) I had dirty feet. I guess they thought I'd be less offended if the gift <laughs> came from Santa. <laughs> That's so good. It's so something my mom would pull on me. My mother, I remember one year for Christmas, everyone, me and her and my dad, we all got these um, like deodorizing balls. Like they have like a smell in them. Yeah. And then you, like, twist them open and you leave them in your sneakers. And I distinctly remember it was, like, to the stinky feet McCarthy's love Santa's elves. <laughs> and I was like, damn. Okay, Jeez. mom. All right. Wow. All right. Well, that is a wrap-up. No. No? We've got an honorable mention. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. So, also from Haley. Honorable mention. I used to believe that Dracula was hiding in my shower just waiting to kill me. I don't know... How that thought came into my head. One day I just decided that it was so. Anyway, every time I went into my shower, I had to check for him. I will say, Haley, when I was a kid, my hair was really, really long. And I liked the fact that my hair was super long. And then when I was about six, my mom had my hair cut to, like, just underneath my chin. The six-year-old bob. Every, uh, But, so, my hair got really, really short. And it meant that when I laid down at night, I couldn't put my hair over my neck. And so I was afraid that vampires in the night would come and it'd be like, you know, buffet. Like, I'm just, like, advertising my white pale neck <laughs> for everyone to come and feast okay. on. But if we've learned anything from Miss Allie Lane, it's that the vampires would not come for you because you're one of their own. <laughs> Love Allie. Little vampire. Little vampire. First time she met me, too. Let's just remember. our Orientation. Friend, our friend Allie Lane. <laughs> Beautiful, wonderful, Allie Lane. Fabulous, yes. She, the first time she meets me, just says, now you're a little vampire now, aren't you? (laughs) Thank you, Allie. I love you so much. Yes. (laughs) Now we've got our wrap up. Thank you to Haley and to Ruth for your, y'all, that's basically half your NaNoWriMo for 2021, I'm pretty sure. Sincerely, you guys did so good. (laughs) 
And then we're going to do a little Instagram roundup. Yay. To have some comments. So even if you don't feel like sending us a beautiful long story, that's okay. You can still engage with us on Instagram. So from episode six, Heavis Jeevis, the disappearance of Mara Murray, we had somebody whose Instagram handle is NLABoy23. Nicole LaBoy. What's up? Uh, What a good last name. LaBoy. LaBoy. And they said, I'm currently listening to this one. Now I want to learn more. Check out the show notes. Just saying. Also, she's a mom of like two adorable children. And the fact that she has time to listen to us, I just thank you, Nicole. I appreciate it. What's up? Alrighty. From episode eight. Ikea Aliens, the abduction of Betty and Barney Hill. You may remember, super fans out there, it was our first special guest, <laughs> Emma's little brother. I'm just turning into a radio you DJ. You really are. Give me a soundboard. <laughs> uh, Emma's little brother, Liam, joined us on our Thanksgiving episode. And writings from the rookery, a.k.a. Ruth, you should go follow, the, follow her on uh, Instagram because she posts snippets from her stories and you too can get emotionally invested in characters that you don't know who they are yet but you still are very stressed about the situations that Ruth is putting them in. It's also very aesthetically pleasing. It's true. Uh, <laughs> so Ruth commented on this episode, no offense, but why does Liam's voice kind of sound like Seb's dance? Which, if you've ever met Ruth, you will know that is a high, high compliment. Because Sebastian Stan plays Bucky Barnes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which they are obsessed with. I mean, as anyone should be, truly. Um, I haven't gone back and listened to, like, evaluate. He does, so Liam, Liam does have a fairly, like, deep gravelly voice. Which is so odd to It me. is, because he's a tall, lanky kid. Yeah. And, sorry, brother, I'm going to keep calling you kid. It's just going to happen for the rest of your life. Your life, But, yeah. like, I can understand the, like... Also, he has a really good sense of humor, so I think there's a little bit of that, too. But True, true. Think of it as high praise, Liam. Yes. Which you better be listening. Eh. We'll see if he actually College does. hasn't started yet again. Nope. You've, so, got, you've got a couple weeks to catch up. You better catch up, brother, who's not my brother, but brother? basically. <laughs> I've adopted you. And then finally, <laughs> from episode 13, Goyles, Gargoyles, and Airperts, <laughs> which quality title. Thank you. Well done. Uh, the Denver Airport episode, Ruth also commented, I was listening to this episode in the car with my little brother, little bro, speaking of little bros, and he said the soldier in the mural is actually a Soviet, not a Nazi. This is his area of expertise, and also apparently he's researched the airport before. Thank you for that knowledge. Yes, thank you. Also, that segues us into a little... Corrections. Corrections roundup. <laughs> Seriously. So my episode on the Bermuda Triangle and uh, Flight 19. Flight 19. Thank you. Why couldn't I remember that? I think I got mixed up with Sabina Flight. Yeah. Um. So on that episode, I mixed up latitude and longitude. And I was very sweetly corrected by Jordan, who was like, um, so this is not correct. You said them backwards. So... Sorry, Sam also corrected me after he listened to the episode and was like, hey, um, so you just, you just hey, mixed babe. it up a little bit. It's fine. It sounded great, but yeah, it's the opposite. And I was like, you know what? Of course I would, with confidence, say something like, yeah, no, definitely, it's this, and then be completely wrong. Actually, it's this way. <laughs> Did I say actually? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think, I, I think did. we were both like, huh. blah, 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 and I was like, wait. 
because I was like musing a point. I was like, and then if they were at this longitude, and you were like, no, I think I think it's latitude, and I was like, okay, right, I don't whatever. Know. But yeah, so it was the opposite. I apologize, but corrected now. Boom. Um, also on the topic of flights, Sabina Flight Five Four Eight, uh, the tragic loss of the U.S. figure skating team. At some point, I know when I was re-listening to it, I definitely said some incorrect coaches' names when I was in the section about, um, you know, certain coaches passed away on the flight, which meant yeah. certain foreign coach- coaches, coaches, <laughs> certain coaches, goyles, um, certain coaches came over from Europe, and then modern day superstar skaters have not descended from them, but like have been, been taught trained, by them yeah. or taught by people that they taught. Uh, I got a little mixed up. If you're really interested, check the show notes and you will get the correct lineages of figure skating uh, related, but not a correction. Uh, I've been watching videos recently from the U.S. championships. Mm -hmm. Nathan Chen is amazing. Once in a generation skater. Go look him up on YouTube. Okay. Amazing. I'm very excited. Yes. All right. And lastly... We have some DMs from our friend Jordan, our our first super fan. Um, I will say probably now our our super like Jordan, you're still a super fan. Don't worry, like you're still number one. But our number two, because Sam doesn't count because he's part of our cotillion anyway. Oh, Co- cotillion, uh, cohort, cohort. I guess I don't know. I don't know where my brain went. Anyway. Uh-huh is my father-in-law, who listens to us pretty religiously. And I just, Todd, I appreciate you. I fully, truly do. Thanks, um, Todd. It makes me very happy to know that you are a full supporter of us. And if you get to the end of this episode, just know that we are very grateful for your support and your love. So thank you. Yes. But in any case, let's talk about Jordan. Let's get back to the, to the, the OG super the fan. OG super fan. Um, and so Jordan of Bingo fame told me in our DMs that after our uh, Lies Your Parents Told You mm-hmm. episode, that her friend's parents once told them that the ice cream truck only played music when they were out of ice cream. So her friend would cry anytime she heard the ice cream truck song. Oh. <laughs> so her parents didn't have to buy her ice cream. I mean, it's kind of a really genius. Honestly. That's just banking on your kid not talking to other kids, though. Yeah, or... Or Or there being a line ever when it's playing music. Yeah. I guess maybe if it never stops in your section of the neighborhood, you get away from that, you get around it, but like... Are there even ice cream trucks anymore? Yeah, there's actually one down the street that's still working. Or at least they own an ice cream truck. Yeah, but I mean, I've never, you know, I don't hear it coming through the neighborhood. I don't know. And I feel like at the like the community pool, they just sell the ice cream at the thing. Like, the truck doesn't yeah. come to the pool anymore. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. If you have feelings, stories, opinions about ice cream trucks, about ghosts. premonition dreams, about ghosts, about times you saw your mom and it definitely wasn't your mom. Oh my gosh. Doppelganger things I can't deal with. I... I do thank you so much to everyone who wrote in because uh, this kind of story stuff feeds my soul. I will also say it is nighttime right now that we're recording this and our my episode for uh, 
the coming weeks is going to be a little spooky. Oh, no. So I apologize. Hope you don't listen to this at night. <laughs> I like, have no choice. Please like and subscribe and rate and review and share us with your enemies. And we love all of you. Yes. Please like, rate, review, and share so that my tears of fear and panic are worth it. Yes. Because Emma likes making me cry. I'm so sorry. You're not, though. I'm a little sorry. (laughs) You're not, though. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And remember. This podcast doesn't exist.